Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Corks one into right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brent McMillan. Hello, welcome to the Cardinal Insider Podcast. Glad that you could check in with us here today. My name is Brett McMillan, and in just a moment, we are going to hand off to Ozzie Smith, who has an interview with John O'Leary. That name probably sounds familiar to you if you are a Cardinal fan, and 30 years ago, John O'Leary was just a little boy, a nine-year-old, in fact, who came to occupy a very unique spot in Cardinal history. He went through a traumatic medical experience, just a traumatic experience in general, to be quite honest. And the 1987 Cardinals really rallied around John. Ozzy and John will tell you the details of what happened, if you don't remember. But what you need to know is this, that John O'Leary has recovered. He is a very successful author of a book called On Fire, if you'd like to check it out. And he also is a motivational speaker. So something which was traumatic has now turned into something that has inspired thousands, if not maybe millions, and John and the Cardinals and Ozzy all played a role in that journey of things coming together and something awful turning into something that has really kind of been cool in the long run. Something amazing, a real testament to the human spirit and to what baseball can do for a community and for a little boy. So here it is, 30 years removed from 1987, John O'Leary and Ozzy Smith on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Well, I have the pleasure today of, of um, talking to someone who 30 years ago went through a life-changing experience. John O'Leary, 30 years ago. Take us back to that day 30 years ago. Yeah, perfect. So 30 years ago, and first, Ozzy, it is an honor to be with you today. I was a curious nine-year-old little guy in St. Louis, Missouri, huge Cardinal fan, had seen little boys in the, in the neighborhood playing with fire and gasoline. And I assumed if these older boys, aged 11, could do this and get away with it, certainly I could too. So I walked into the garage, bent over a can of gasoline, had a piece of paper burning in my left hand, and tried to pour a little bit of gasoline on top of the flame. Before the liquid came out, of course, Ozzy, the the fumes grabbed that flame, created a massive explosion, split the can in two, picked me up, launches me 20 feet against the far side of the garage, sets my world literally on fire. Uh, I end up with burns on 100% of my body. But now, through that, you have the, the good fortune of meeting someone who here in St. Louis is like a god, Mr. Jack Buck. Right. Talk to us about how meeting him changed your life. Well, and I think anyone who met Jack Buck, their life was changed afterwards. I happen to have become a dear friend of his in time, but uh, he, he revolutionized my life. I was burned on a Saturday in January on Sunday afternoon I'm laying in darkness in a hospital bed. Uh, my eyes are swollen shut, Ozzy. Can't move, certainly can't see, and I can't speak because there's a trach. Mm-hmm. But I can hear. I'm nine. I'm a cardinal guy, man. I'm a fan of Ozzy's. <laughs> and I hear my door open up. I hear footsteps walk in, and then I hear the voice of the legendary announcer, Jack Buck, and he says to me, kid, wake up. Wake up. You are going to live. You are going to survive. Keep fighting. John O'Leary date the ballpark will make it all worthwhile. See you soon, kid. And then he walks out of that room. I'm still tied down. I'm still in darkness, but my life was changed. 
what I learned later on is he walked down the hallway. Nurses told him that the little boy was going to die, that there is no reason for hope now. And the following day, in spite of what he was told, Jack Buck comes back into my life again and again and again throughout his entire life until the very end. So at age nine, I met a man who changed my world named Jack Buck. He came to me and he says, I've got a kid that's hurt real badly in the hospital. He says, I need you to sign a ball for me. And uh, I ended up signing that ball. I hope you still have that ball, John. We might. We may have to take a look through the display, but yeah, I believe we have an Ozzy Smith ball buried in there buried somewhere. Buried in there. Yes, but uh, he was one of those people that I tell people this all the time, that he was a great broadcaster, but he's a better human being. Yes. There is not a better broadcaster. And as phenomenal as he was at every sport, he was by far a superior human being. But uh, Jack Buck was a phenomenal giver and example and, uh, and teacher to not only those who barely knew him, but to those of us who got to know him pretty well. John O'Leary, day at the ballpark. <laughs> when Mr. Buck told you that, you know, if you, you got out of that hospital bed, you would, you would have a day at the ballpark. Now, you're probably one of the only fans that have had a, a day at the ballpark. Yes. What was that like? Uh, you know, I'm not sure Jack knew I was going to hold him up to it. So the poor guy probably made this promise that he then eventually had to live into. I, I remember it like it was yesterday, Ozzy. My mom and dad, uh, six kids, zero seatbelts, the good old days, drive down to Bush Stadium, park the car. It's 164 degrees on the AstroTurf. Jack Buck meets us at the old stadium. He pushes me in like a prod papa, rolls me down the corridor that you would have been so familiar with in the old stadium, onto the field. Whitey's there. You're taking batting practice. Any kid's dream to be in the dugout with Whitey, to be watching your heroes taking batting practice, to be seated between Jack Buck and Whitey Herzog. That was amazing. Then eventually I go back into my wheelchair. He rolls me into the clubhouse. I'll never forget, a sign on the door said, players only clubhouse, to which Jack Puck pushes that thing wide open, rolls me in. Uh, Terry Pendleton, I think, was the first one to the right. Then we rolled all the way around. I had the opportunity and the honor of meeting you and shaking your hand. Same with Willie and others. Then we went upstairs. We broadcast the Cardinal game together. Jack would say things uh, like, uh, it's John O'Leary Day at the ballpark. Kid, are you having fun? And on live radio, KMOX, I would look back and say, Yeah. Not even talk, man. Just in awe, you know, between Shannon and Buck and the producer and the big microphones and the guys on the field. We won the game in the bottom of the ninth when Vince Coleman, I believe, drove in Jack Clark. Some setup like that. Unforgettable. Just an amazing night and one that I cherish. So this is the ball that I received two days after John O'Leary dated the ballpark. It came in the mail. The note below it said, hey kid, if you want a second baseball, you gotta write a thank you letter to the man who wrote the first. And the one who wrote the first said this to me, to John, good luck, Ozzy Smith. So this is the ball, Ozzy, you signed 30 years ago. Wow, look at that, that is my handwriting. My Z's were together though. Yes, the good old days, they, man. They, they've come apart now. <laughs> and I, I wrote, a note to you, you probably thought it was hate mail because it was totally non-readable. <laughs> but it was readable enough that I, I then got a second and a third and a 60th from Jack Buck, but as you, you were the first and how, I'll never how forget long, it. How long did it take you to write the thank you notes? Oh gosh, they eventually sped up, but yours, yours took forever. I remember being at the kitchen table one night with both hands held together, 
it was probably one sentence long, but it took the better part of 30 minutes. You, you've become a motivational speaker. You've written book. Yes. How much are you on the road? Not as much as uh, you were in your prime, but a fair amount. I'm on the road about two nights a week, so about 80 to 100 nights a year. We have spoken, I have spoken in 50 states and almost 15 countries. It's been a journey that I would have never chosen for myself, and yet it's, it's a calling, and it's one that I'm grateful to have uh, finally been able to answer. When you speak to people, what, what is the takeaway? What, what do you want them to take away from that? Yeah, what, what I don't want them to take away from it is how great John O'Leary is. What, what I do want them to receive is the ability they have in their lives to wake up from accidental living so that they can live inspired, so they can make a difference, so they can be a Jack Buck-like influence for those around them. And we don't need to be a gold glove shortstop or a Hall of Fame announcer to, to have a profound impact in our community. Ordinary people can touch lives forever. Inspirationally, um, I guess this, this whole thing was the reason for the book. And did you do that by yourself or was it, did, did you have help doing it or? I don't think any of us get to where we get to in life by ourselves. Right. And I know I'm a living example of that. My mom and dad, 13 years ago, Ozzy wrote a book. They printed 100 copies. They wrote it for their church. And here we are, 12 years later, they've sold 80,000 copies. And this little book called Overwhelming Odds grabbed my heart. And it encouraged me to realize that the scars and the challenges from yesterday weren't the end of the story. They, they may have been the beginning of the next best chapter. And it, it's what started me on this movement to start sharing my own story. She wasn't easy on you, was she? <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the finest example of my mother's tough love is the day I came home from the hospital. She made my favorite meal. It's five months after I, I left the home in the first place in, a, in an ambulance, come back in a wheelchair alive, but unable to hold anything in my hands. She made my favorite dinner, Ozzy. It was og rotten potatoes. Og potatoes, yeah. And my sister Amy, the sweet gal, grabs a fork. She starts moving those potatoes toward my mouth, and then my hateful, angry mother says, Amy, you put that fork down. If John's hungry, he'll feed himself. And I remember looking at my mom thinking, what are you talking about, mom? I can't feed myself, look. And my mom says, if he's hungry, he'll feed himself. My sister Amy set the fork down and a little boy flipped a plate twice. It took a couple hours. Uh, it took some tears and a little bit of anger. Did but you I get mad? Myself, yeah, were you, oh, did you get gosh, mad? Always. But I think the anger comes before the redemption sometimes. And that night, late in the evening, a little boy wedging a fork between his hands took a, took a scoopful of potatoes into his mouth, looked with great hate toward his mother, who was teaching him not how to eat, but how to live. Getting a chance to come and speak to the guys, uh, that must have been being a Cardinal fan. And, and I know you have younger kids now, so all of the, the modern-day players are, yes. are their heroes. They don't know Ozzie Smith. <laughs> um, they know you. How was that? You know, I... I have spoken 1,500 times around the world, and I seldom get super nervous anymore. Sunday, March 15th, I think was the day this year, waking up early to meet Mike Gersh, the assistant GM, now the current GM, downstairs in the hotel lobby to go speak to the Cardinals. I have never been so nervous. Was this in spring training? Yes, it was in spring training this year. Uh, we, we talked for a while about what we were hoping to achieve together. And I, I waited in this room where they meet, they have the team meetings, and then one by one came the Cardinal players. I shook their hands as they walked in. I don't think they knew, had any idea who I was. But the awesome thing was after spending about 45 minutes with them, we weren't shaking hands on the way out. We, we were hugging and they were sharing stories of their own experiences, not only playing ball, but living life. And 
what my experience meant to them. So yeah, I was super nervous, super grateful for the chance uh, and super touched afterwards. Where, where do you go from here? Say yes to the next best thing. And I think sometimes that's with Ozzy Smith and having some, having some fun. Other times it's picking up carpool. It's being a better husband. It's being a better son. It's being a better human being. And I think the better I can do that, the more successful my life will become. So I, I don't know necessarily where this thing goes, the journey professionally, but I think in being humble about it and grateful for each day that uh, I can rest assured each night that the best is yet to come. Well, thank you so much for, for visiting with us today and uh, look forward to, to, to the future. I look forward to it too, Ozzy. Thank you thank for the time. You. Yes, thank sir. you. Thank you to Ozzy and thank you to John O'Leary as well. We enjoyed having John here at the ballpark a couple weeks back. He has an amazing story, as you now know, and it really is just a testament to the fact that uh, so much good can come out of so much bad sometimes, and it is neat to see how baseball helped this little boy and, frankly, how this little boy maybe kind of contributed and helped baseball in a big way. Hope that you enjoyed the conversation. We have had some other fun conversations in recent weeks. If you'd like to check out past episodes of the podcast, you can do so at cardinals.com slash podcast or search St. Louis Cardinals podcast on iTunes or Podbean. You can listen, rate, and subscribe at those three areas. We would love your feedback on the show. Coming toward the end of the regular season in the hunt for the playoffs. It is fun times around here, and we'll be back with another episode next Tuesday as we try to push toward a pennant here in St. Louis. For Ozzie Smith, for John O'Leary, my name is Brett McMillan. We'll talk to you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.